Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. And I can't get it out of my head. Cause I won't use discretion when I'm talking about obsession. Cause this is what makes me me. And I'm glad that I called ya. I'm talking about nostalgia. And this is where I wanna be. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen DeMarle. Um, I am excited for this week's guest. She has been in the Women in Comedy Festival. She's been a comic and resident at the Comedy Studio. Uh, she's one of my favorite comics in Boston. We have on the lovely Laura Severse today. Hey, Laura. How are you? Good. How are you doing in quarantine? Um, I'm okay, just as well as can be expected, right? I mean, everybody has something kind of going on. I think it's probably a lot because I have, you know, two kids in the house, which can be a lot when you're with each other, like, all the time. Yeah, and you're but, working from home too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I sure am. So it's like you, your husband, and then I assume you're, both of your kids are probably, are they doing distance learning this year? Is that what's happening? So so what they're going to do is they're going to be completely, re- well, first of all, starting on September 21st, they don't go back until September 21st. Wow. Boston delayed until the 21st. And then uh, they will go back completely remote until early November. And then in early November, they're going to begin the hybrid of learning so it'll be like two days in school one and then three days home okay so for example if they're in cohort a they'll go to school monday tuesday and if they're in cohort b they'll go thursday and friday so um you know i'm hoping that they get the same schedule so we can at least have some um rhythm to all of this because if they're in two days that'll be super annoying but we'll see what happens um i actually don't really see them I don't, by November, I actually don't, there's no way they're going to be going back. Like, I just don't see it. So. I, at this point, I just assume there's going to be like another spike before then. And yeah. they're just going to say we're remote for the rest of the year. That's my assumption as well. Yeah. Um, or, or what I could see happening possibly maybe a second surge and then maybe back in the spring possibly, but right. I don't, I mean, to be, I mean, until we have an effective vaccine I don't, you know, school's not going to be, you know, what it was for, it's not going to be the same for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to have you on because when I originally messaged you, I was a little bit surprised by what you said your childhood interest was. (laughs) I don't know why, because I guess I know you so, so well as like, being into Guns N' Roses that I just was like, when you said Barbies, I was like surprised for some reason. Well, to clarify, you said childhood. Yes, I did say childhood. Yeah. So as a kid, I wasn't into Guns N' Roses. Obviously. You know, I mean, I was like, you know, Guns N' Roses was like my teenage obsession. Sure. Well into my adulthood. Right. Um, but you know, as a child, I it was I was all about the Barbies, all about them. Like that would that was my life. And what's your earliest memory of being like into Barbies and all that sort of stuff? So, um, you know, we I didn't I don't know how to explain this without sounding 
without trying to make it sound sad, but so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try not to. But so I was an only child until I was like six. And I had um, my paternal grandmother was an unbelievable seamstress. I must have gotten a Barbie at some point very early on. And then she and I would sit for hours together making Barbie clothes. I mean, she made beautiful, amazing Barbie clothes. Like she could make anything. And to the point where I was in my attic about a month ago, like going through all my Barbie stuff. And I found an old pattern um, packet from like the 19, like the early 1980s. Okay. Like Barbie outfits, whatever, and you could make them all. And um, so that's the thing that we did together. So I think that that's probably what like if it didn't start it but i think that that's kind of what perpetuated it was just having this time alone with her yeah and doing this really fun thing um and then siblings came along okay barbies were like my like escape route because they were significant all significantly younger than me right you know i I was yeah i was six when my mom no i was five when my mom had my brother and then and she had my sister, and then we adopted my other brother. So it was like, boom, boom, boom. Uh, it's a lot. So, so let's were, take so it. You were like an only child, and then all of a sudden, you just had like three other siblings back to back. Yeah, I was an only child, and then I was one of four. Yeah. So it was a lot. And yeah. like, I, you know, and, and significantly older, too. So like, I was used to kind of maneuvering the world a certain way. I mean, you know, you're only six, you can adapt, certainly. But like, you, things change so quickly yeah well because when you're Um, two and you're told that you have a new sibling coming along it's like you're two you don't even remember life before that really yeah no you don't no I mean like with with Teddy like Jenny is one week shy of you know them being two years apart yeah he's never known a life without her yeah and she's never known a life without him obviously right right but if yeah if you're if everybody's close together you don't you can't conceptualize that but I remember like yeah. I remember like being alone and it was nice like I I liked it yeah I was I never begged for a sibling I don't know why they did that now it's not like I was like oh I really need a brother like I never said that and no then clue. it was just back to back three years in a row pretty sort of so like my my brother is actually my brother Andy is actually adopted okay you know they did that classic thing where you know she my mom couldn't get pregnant they actually struggled with me and then my mom couldn't get pregnant so they decided to adopt and the month they brought him home she got pregnant oh so with my sister okay so now Andy's birthday is February 21st. My sister was born February 16th of the following year. Wow. Then when my brother and sister were seven and eight, a little boy moved to the Tainas and became best friends with my brother. This is Rashawn. And he moved into our house when he was eight and he never left. His birthday is February 17th. So it's 16, 17, 21. And then six months later, me in August. So it's not even, so it's not even like we're six years apart and there's three of them. It's like there's three of them in February and then just me by myself. Like it's just like bananas. So like I'm in the seventh grade learning Latin and they're all in like the first and second grade barely being able to spell. You know what I mean? Like, so for our parents, I think that was just a wild like dichotomy of like, what the hell, you know? What did we get ourselves into? Yeah. I know in our our family, uh, my birthday is the first of July. My brother's is the 
um, 16th and my dad's is the 12th. So it's like back to back to back. It's like birthday cake all month. And then my mom is just like alone in another month. So I get the dynamic. It's a weird, it's just, it is it's a very strange dynamic. Um, it is. yeah. So you said that your, you and your grand, your grandmother was a seamstress, right? So she sewed a lot of the like Barbie outfits yes. and stuff like that. Not, yes, not by trade. Just, this was her hobby, but she was incredible. She yeah. was actually, she was actually a professor and she was a nurse. Okay. And so she taught nursing. Um, she was in World War II as a nurse. Like oh, she, wow. that's where she met my grandfather. Like, yeah, she was a really interesting lady. Like she was very cool, but she took up sewing when she got like kind of later in life, just as a, like a hobby. Yeah. And she became, I mean, the whole, like matching out, you know, making matching outfits for me and my mom. And of course, like in the seventies, like, like flowy, like caftan type, like, yeah. hippie, like, oh yeah, she was great. It was, it, she, I would love it to really see cool. you in a matching caftan outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I could pull some really fun pictures for you. I've seen what I have down here. That's so funny. So yeah. do you remember, did she teach you how to sew? Like when you were a kid then? No. No, she tried to. We always kind of did it together. And okay. she got like, a very basic rudimentary knowledge, but I am not like proficient in any yeah. way. Um, so, but my mom sews as well. And it's actually a great failure part that I don't. I feel like I should. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, one of those people who's like, oh, I'll whip you up a prom dress. Like, you know, like, I just, I feel bad that I don't. And I, I want to. That's one of those skills I feel like as an older, like when my, when Jenny, is like, mom, I really need this special scarf. I'll be like, oh, don't worry about, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I should do that, but I, I don't know. It's all, you're it's, just not that person. Well, it's also a very like tedious skill to learn, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like, not, I, it's like measuring and cutting and pinning, and then you have to like be focused. And I've tried it. My mom does a lot of quilting, she has some amazing projects. And I think mm-hmm. I'm a disappointment because I'm, it's like, I, I tried in middle school and then I was like, mm-hmm. I made a pillow. That's about it. <laughs> I want to, but I, I think it's, I mean, I guess I have to say like, listen, you know, my talents lie in other areas. Yeah. So I'm not going to sew you your ball gown, but like, you know, I'll comfort you when, when he does something weird to you after the ball. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I, you know what I mean? Like I guess how. Yeah. I mean, it's, I also, I think that it's a lot more common now that people don't sew, but. That's actually one of the, like, it's almost sad because I feel like it's one of those like dying arts, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like knitting too is another thing that I would love to be able to do because just like sit on the couch and be creative, especially now that we don't have comedy, you know, happening the way we, it used to be. Right. Anywhere from three to five to six nights pending. Yep. And now having to figure out a way to like fill that time has become really difficult. Right. But I figured it out, which is why your request for me to be on the show is very timely. Um, because, you know, this is my big announcement. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm actually going to start a Barbie Instagram because, <gasps> I, oh yeah, Ooh. I'm not screwing around. Oh. So, um, okay. So I'll kind of go backwards a little bit. So I ended up... Um, Okay, so like I said before, like we, I didn't grow up with very much. Like there were things were very high, like we, there was no extras, there was nothing. And I remember like 
somehow managed to accumulate like three to five Barbies, but every accessory ever was homemade one way or another. That's one of the spots where I am very creative. I can take like, oh, I can't even describe it. Like, okay, I, are you talking about like you made like handbags for your Barbies and no, stuff? No, I'm talking furniture. I'm talking like, oh, yeah, like, I, like wow. I would take a shoebox, right? And then I would take somebody, like an old material that somebody, whatever, like if my mom was throwing out like a, a you know, a pillowcase or something, I could make bedding and I would make a bed. I could make, I once made a, a, a chair out of a tuna can. Like I, when my mom flipped it up, I was like, oh, oh, if I cover that, that will look like a chair. You know what I mean? Like that's where my mind wow. went. So like I, even in, even into well into adulthood and to this day, I see everything in Barbie scale. I see everything in one to six, like one to six ratio or one to 12 oh, ratio. Wow. So like, I'm trying to think like, okay, this is a good example. This is a, this is not a little phase, right? To me, yeah, that belongs in a Barbie mansion with you know plumes coming out of it in the in the master you know in the hallway that would be like beside yeah. the door you know what I mean so it's like my brain always goes to where that would fit how that would work and it's I've I've done that always. It sounds like you've made quite a bit of like furniture and accessories. Do you have any of that stuff left over? Like from I when you were a kid? I have everything. So, wow. One of my deal, so one of the things that I decided through the quarantine, I was like, okay, you know, if I'm going to be locked down in this apartment, like I need to, like I said, I need to figure out what I'm going to do with myself in terms of time. How am I going to fill that? And what is something that I love to do and convert in, as in addition to that, I really need to clean up my attic. We've been in this apartment oh. for over 10 years and our attic okay. is the size of our apartment. It's wide open. And I was up looking at all my Barbie stuff, which is all just thrown in the back. And I was like, I think that I have way more stuff here than I ever realized. And so back in, I think it was July. I started pulling down plastic totes of Barbie stuff. Just every single night I'd pull down one tote and it got to the point where the entire living room was full of these plastic storage totes and I started to like categorize them and separate them and all this stuff to the point where the living room all the way into the dining room was just every square inch where you looked was like Barbie stuff. And we're talking dating back to when I'm five. Now I'm well into my forties, right? Like pretty deeply. Yeah. So like, yeah. so, I mean, we're talking stuff that's over 40 years old, but all the way up wow. to present day. Like, because I never, I never stopped collecting. Like I have dolls. I have Barbies from when I was a kid. Like, and dolls, I've actually gone onto eBay and rebought. Like, oh, I, I need to have a better, you know, cleaner version. Like, like a better version. Yeah, like, what are we doing? And the thing of it is, is I'm not even like, oh, you got to leave it in the box so it has value. I don't give a shit about that. I'm not selling these dolls. And I'm not going to make, I was like, going to ask that. And I'm not going to make, like, $20 on a doll. Like, who cares? So I'm not one of those people. I, I will tell you, I do have a few that I have, in fact, kept in the box. I have a Lily Pulitzer Barbie will never see the light of day because I love her so much and she can never be touched. But that's a different, um, that's a whole other issue. Um, <laughs> but I have, but for the most part, like, you know, th that's another thing too. In, in, in the Barbie world, right? Mm -hmm. There are dolls that are collectible and are worth yes. some money. Yes. For sure. Yes. But, but for the most part, 
Barbies are not, you're not going to make like a lucrative killing. It's, it's almost kind of like the whole Beanie Baby fiasco that happened back in like, Mm-hmm. the market was glutted so like if you have like an original 1956 barbie in her beating suit with the you know the the striped um the iconic one with the striped beating suit yes if you have her original in the box yeah she's worth money but also there have been so many recreations of her that it's 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 like it doesn't matter like it has to be like mint at that point to be worth something like i have a malibu stacy malibu stacy's are traditionally worth some money but mine's missing like half her ear you know some of her hair like so she's not worth anything um yeah that's the thing like it's it's kind of so So did you go through phases where like, it sounds like as a kid, you had like three or four that you made, that your grandma made different outfits for. Then did you start collecting them as you got older? Yes, as I got older. So like the Barbies that I ended up, so typically for my birthday or for Christmas, I would get one thing. Like on Christmas day, you got one thing. That was it. On your birthday, you got one thing. That was it. So like my one thing... You know, when I was five, the one thing I got was I got a red sweater. So I was like, oh, okay, great. And then here I got like the country western Barbie. Like then that was. Oh. So in okay. order for me to actually collect Barbies was nearly impossible as a child. Like I was just accumulating right. what I could when I could. But anytime somebody yeah. asked me what I wanted, I would say, I want this Barbie. Or I want, you know, get me this. Or So like, I remember very clearly for my 11th birthday, we were on the Cape and I got a Barbie dining room set. And it was so excited because it was blue and it looked cool. It wasn't the like traditional pink that Barbie was always pushing on us. It was like this light blue and white. And I was like, oh, that's the best. and then I spent hours like just setting it up and playing with it and whatever i think i must have every year as my barbie collection kind of grew over time i have a picture nah, i don't um i'm sure i have it somewhere but my grandmother had a had a piano in her house and we would set my barbies up on her piano okay so that we could watch the family like grow like Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. At some point, when I was 12, I was moved up to the attic to make room for, so all the kids could start to have their own, right? So I was moved up to the attic. I didn't mind. There were two rooms up there. Okay. One small room, very small, like the size of like, you know, the green room at the studio. Okay. Okay. Small. And yeah. the other room was just a very typical attic room. It was, it was long, right? But it had, yeah. so, but I made it, yeah. I made it awesome, right? You know, I had one end was like my study area and then I had my bedroom area and like I was constantly um designing and upgrading to to, as best I could with what I had which was not a lot but the other room I would get bookcases like I would go to like Goodwill and buy myself like a two dollar bookcase because back then you could get a bookcase for two dollars yeah all around that room the perimeter of and each shelf of the books was uh like part of the event so like from um from bottom to top was that was that Barbie's condo. Oh you know I mean? okay. And I would actually like tape curtains on the edges of the bookcase to make it look wow. like, you know, windows or whatever. Yeah. So it was like and I could do that for hours. Like I could be up alone by myself in my little Barbie room. And yeah. not and nobody could like I, no I mean no one cared, honestly. Not yeah. in a bad way, but just like 
they were you, you were up doing they trusted you, you yeah exactly thing. they were busy exactly yeah. and and I just yeah. would lose myself in that world and um as I got older I don't know you know it's I think around I'm I've, I went into seventh grade at Boston Line Academy and I'm like, well, I'm too old for Barbies now. Like I have to, you know, I have to stop. And so I slowly but surely started to like pack them away and, and, them and I turned that room into like a little study for myself. And, but I also missed it too, because for me, that was like my escape. You know what I mean? It was yeah. The one place where everything was safe and nobody was yelling and nobody was, nobody was shitty and, yeah. You know, I, I could create my own little world where these girls were like pretty and awesome and had tons of friends and everybody loved them and, you know, whatever, like, yeah, I, you know, plus two at 13, I had to go to work. So it's like, that would be weird if I was working oh. like a real job and then coming home to play parties. So it was like, <laughs> I knew that like, yeah, that's a big shift. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and it happened pretty quickly. I mean, literally, I remember, like I said, from at 11, getting that Barbie dining room set and then by 12 and a half, breaking it all down. And it, you know, and the year I turned 12 too, I will tell you that year, I went to seventh grade public school, the first week of December that year, I got braces on that Wednesday. I got my period on that Thursday. And my grandma on Friday. Like, oh my boom, God. boom, boom. And I was like, well, childhood is over. Is We're over. This is, this is, this, we are, it's just a done over. Jeez. Yeah, it was a rough week. So <laughs> the first week of December, I'm always like, ugh, what's going to happen? <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I talked to the Barbie stuff away. Um, yeah. Never really you know, pulled it out again. And then I think I'm trying to remember when I kind of reignited my, my love. I'm trying to think. So did you, so you must've like stored it all yes. away and then your parents yes. kept it for you. And then you, when you got your own place, yeah. you took it all back yeah. basically. Yeah. And I've traveled with it all. And, and, you know, like I said, over the years, like I'm trying to, I always kept it at my parents' house, right. To the, to the, not even four weeks came over with a toe was like look what i found and i'm like ah, another more barbie's kidding me it's gotta stop it's gotta stop so i'm trying to think but there was there was some turning point somewhere in my 20s i just remember you know what i i, I kind of miss my barbies like i'm gonna like so i started kind of collecting again, but very, like, yeah half, half interested like if i was in a store and i saw something i'd be like oh that could be a barbie whatever and i would put it away right and i would just constantly yeah. be doing that all the time I yeah. want to say that when I had Jenny, maybe is when it kind of back like full force, and I was like, "Oh, I am in this again." And was it because you were trying to get her into yes. it? Like, did you start buying Barbie stuff for her? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I I bought her for her first. I was in the store and I found this Barbie. It was it's Barbie, but she's dressed this, and it's the oh, oh she is awesome like i love her yeah so i bought her and uh i was like you know you can never play with this happy birthday and, you know i mean a one-year-old's like ah. but then i started yeah. then i was started doing this thing where i was like buying her the holiday barbie every year i was like yes do to mark but then i like i finally had an honest conversation with her like back in july when i was like going through all my stuff i said every year i buy you like but i also buy it for myself should i stop doing that and she was like yeah because now we have two of every holiday Barbie for the last number of years. Like, what for? It, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Barbie's not her thing. And that's, and I'm fine with that. Like, I don't feel sad. Like, oh, 
she's not going to carry on the family Barbie tradition. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, you know, it's dumb. You know when she'll appreciate it? When she's an adult. And she and not, not yeah. that she'll appreciate yeah. Barbie, but what she'll appreciate is, like, the artistry of, like, the stuff that I made and the stuff that my grandma because she's an artist herself and so she'll she'll appreciate that aspect of it but she's not like a barbie kid yeah and i i get that too because um my mom not barbies but my mom every christmas would get me a madame alexandra doll Mm -hmm. and which are a little bit different obviously Mm -hmm. but like for a lot at one point she was like do you want me to keep getting these for you? And I, I was probably like 12 or 13. I was at that age where, where you were like, it's time to give them. And I was like, eh. and they're sitting in a box somewhere at her house. And I would gladly take them back now if I had the space. Like I would appreciate them now right. as an adult. But I mean, when I was like 15 and I had people come over and they were just like around my bed, I was like, this is yeah. maybe not my thing, yeah. you know? Did, she, did her stay in the box? Like, does she still have them? And she pl- does she play with the Barbies? Yeah, I, so she did go through a period. So here's the, here's the here's the way you collect Barbies now, or this is my advice to any listening who'd like to get into this. You need to go to Savers and you buy, they okay. put them in plastic bags and they're $2.99 for three dolls. And the people who are packing the bags, bags have no clue what no any fun. of them are worth or anything like that right so like for someone like me what i do is i go and i look through all the bags and i look for the dolls that are from the late 70s early 80s some any any part of the 80s and early 90s right and you always find them because people are always getting yeah. rid of parties yeah. and yeah. um i look for certain i always look i always look for cat always look for any doll of color as well like i so that's how you build for a little kid that's the way to build a collection because for three dollars you can get three barbies and care if she burns their faces off and chops their hair like I don't care I mean but what I would do is before I would give them over to I would look and be like okay this girl is clearly from 1984 she's mine here you can take those two losers like I don't care you know because as we got like Barbie so something that I'm just gonna say something a lot of people don't know about Barbie but why would anyone know the other plus Barbies every Barbie face has a name style of face has a name so, for example, um, you can have, I don't know how to explain this without sounding like a crazy person, but okay. So, all right, like just how like Adidas has different names of sneakers, every Barbie yeah. face has a name, but the name is also a yeah. girl's name. So you can have a Barbie that's got a Rebecca face or a Barbie that has a Kelly face or a Barbie, okay. see what I'm saying? So when I come yes. across certain faces, I'm like, oh shit. And so you just know this, you know, like, oh, the girl that has blue eyes and a, and like a pink lip, it, it, that, that's a Kelly face and that's You get, you kind of, good. yeah, like you kind of get to, like, I, I can look at a doll right away and know like what span of, of the eighties she was made. Oh, wow. Like I can, okay. like I can actually, at this point in my life, I can identify pretty closely like, oh, she's from the late seventies, no doubt about it. Like, look at the curve of the lip, look at the nose, look at the eyes. You know what I mean? And I can say like, okay, that's Skipper, but that's like a Skipper from, you know, like, like Skipper herself has undergone so many transformations that she's actually very easy to differentiate when she, when that, when she came out. But like Barbie, Barbie's face, I don't know how to explain it. Because you're saying like a regular Barbie isn't just Barbie, the way that her face is designed and the features and aspects of it 
are named different. Correct. Things. And they're very specific to a certain time and place. Like, right. you know, you, you can have, you know, you can have this, like, the original version of Barbie with the blue eyes, the pink lip, and the blonde hair, but there can be varying versions of that same face all yeah. the way through is what I'm saying. So like this girl's okay. face is, is called, like I said, the Kelly, this is the Eileen, this is the, you know, Mandy, this is the, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And Barbie has morphed and changed so much over the years. And that goes to the other right. thing we're talking about in terms of collecting. You would have to be like a multimillionaire at this point to try to keep up with any sort of collecting because within the Barbie streams, regular, um, what, like regular, you know, go to Toys R Us and buy these Barbies on the shelves. Okay. They, they have so many SKUs now. Well, exactly. Now you have the whole Silkstone collection, which is these higher end Barbies who mm -hmm. are better made, have better quality. They're extremely expensive. They have all kinds of whatever. Then you have the movable Barbies. You have the big feet Barbies that have like feet like this. You have Barbies whose bodies are changing. And then you, then on top of all that, you have this whole, I mean, the, the to try to keep up in terms of collecting with Barbie in this day and age would be a, a fool's errand. So I think you have to, if you're going to be a Barbie collector it, now, you would really have to kind of zero in on like a specific yeah, like, thing, right? Yes, like my friend Jen collects Barbies. She collects Barbies made from 1985 to 1990. That's it. And she okay. finds them on eBay. She finds them on Etsy. She hunts them down on the internet. You know what I mean? But that's it. Because I think if you were trying to do, I mean, you just can't. Like, it's just so many. And I feel like especially in, even in the last 20 years, it just feels like they've blown yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, there are, like, Barbies that have every sort of career. And there are, uh, you know, Barbies with, like, in, at a swim house. Absolutely. Or, like, here, there, yeah. the, you know. And there's probably so many accessories on top oh, of all you, of that. Oh, you could just never keep up. You just couldn't. That's the thing, too. Like, for a while, like, there is this, like, kind of backlash with Mattel about, like, well, Barbie's body is not... Um, you know, appropriate or accurate, accurately portrayed in, in the American woman's body. But Barbie was never meant to. Barbie was meant to be this heightened, not ideal, but just this heightened woman. Like she's, she's this, she's every woman. She could be every career. Like even when she was created, the whole idea behind her was that she was a strong, independent woman who could do anything she wanted. And like, for example, Ken was created after her, right? They wanted Barbie right. boyfriend. Well, Barbie and Ken, I don't know if you know this, but Barbie and Ken have never married. And the reason is because, that's right, they've never officially married because he's younger than her. And Barbie is like, at, you know, she initially there was this whole thing about like, well, Barbie's too traditional. She would never marry a man younger than her. But then the story has morphed to Barbie would never marry Ken because Barbie's off doing her own thing. She's a veterinarian. She's an astronaut. She's the vice president. She's in the Navy. You know what I mean? Like, she's just too busy for that shit. She doesn't need a marriage. She just needs a domestic partnership. Exactly. She's fine. She likes companionship, but she doesn't need it, you know? So she's fine. Yeah. Um, plus, Barbie also was tasked with raising her sister, Skipper. And then, of course, like 20 years ago, they decided she had another little baby sister. I don't know why she was raising Skipper if she apparently has this, like, mysterious mom who just gave birth to, like, a three-year-old. Like, I don't know what that storyline was all about. Super weird. The familial story is a little it's weird. Odd. Like, Barbie's supposed to be in her 30s. Skipper is supposed to be, like, 15, and then Kelly's, like, three. Are we... I mean, maybe... I, 
Who is this mom? Yeah, it was like, never clear to me why Barbie was even raising Skipper to begin with. Anyway, but um, but one of the great things too about like it, when you do a deep dive on like into the online Barbie world, it gets fucking crazy. Okay, but like if I wanted to, I could order Barbie grandparents. Like I could literally go online right. Oh yeah, people. Like somebody custom made Barbie yes. grandparents. You okay. Can, so one of these whole things that I'm learning about with the Barbie stuff is that you can actually reshape their faces. You can take off their makeup. There's all yes. wicked cool. Like there's this artist. Oh my God. I, I'm blanking on his name, but he does the most unbelievable work. He's a regular real artist, but in his spare time, he does Barbie faces, makes them like, oh, wow. beautiful, like, like makeup and just like, oh, it's, it's breathtaking. But there are people who do this, right? So if I went on eBay and was like, I need a grandfather Ken, I would find somebody probably for like 20 bucks who could, who would make me like a Barbie, like make me, who would take like a regular Ken and then turn it yep. into a grandfather. Yes. That's so interesting. Yep. I've seen that done with like Bratz dolls yes. before where they're like, let's take the makeup yes. off and see what they look like. Exactly. So I'm not surprised that they're doing that with if Barbies you, too. There's an Instagram account that I follow. I mean, I follow like 20 Barbie Instagram accounts, right? Like what else? Okay. Get, what else am I going to do? You're like, what else am I going to do? I'm in quarantine. I'm like, there's literally nothing else to do. So this woman was like, I made a Barbie after myself. And she showed a picture of herself, right? And she's this cute little grandmother. She's like, look at my doll. And she made the fucking doll look like her, like with the little silver bob and like the striped shirt. I was like, oh my God, I am dying. That's so And funny. like, I just love following her because she's just fun anyway. But, um, but anyway, so I will tell you after going through all that Barbie stuff I was like you know what I want to do is I want to get back into Barbies because it was like it makes me happy like I love concentration yeah. and kind of getting lost in all of that it it just it soothes me somehow and you know as an anxiety riddled human I'm always looking for ways to so I decided I was like you know what I'm going to set it all up back in the attic but I'm going to organize it in such a way that I can do stuff with it now I don't know what and the more I thought about it, and the more I started looking at these Barbie Instagrams, I'm like, I have way better stuff. Like, and, and the world needs to know. So I... And you have stuff from, like, years yes. ago. It's all yes. stuff that you've made over your yes. lifetime, which makes it even better. And I have, I also have furniture from a doll who is English, who was, who is originally created to be the Barbie competitor. Oh, it's like okay. Nicer, more beautiful, more better quality. Like, I have stuff. So after looking at everything I have taking over these two rooms of our home, we live in a three-bedroom apartment. Like, you can't be messy. There's no room for it. This house, yeah. just an absolute disaster for, like, weeks. It was so awful. But once I got through it all, I was like, you know what? I'm going to set it up on my back porch because my back porch is enclosed. And okay. I, moved, I separated everything. We moved it all out back. And now I have a room completely devoted to all Barbie stuff. Everything's in drawers. Everything's organized. I can just reach and grab and, and start to set stuff up. So uh, also, okay. So mention yes. of this. So I was in a group chat, a booking group chat thing like a while ago. And I made mention of this and Lisa Lang is in the group. And okay. she is a sewer. And she was yes. like, oh, I could make you blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yes, please do. So she and I have this little partnership going. She makes me stuff. So I'm going to show you something she made. Yeah, let's see. Oh, my God, a Barbie mask. Yes. How cute. Look at, look at. 
Those are so oh, cute. Oh, she's the best. She's so talented. And I have tons and tons of material. And I found that old pattern thing I was telling you about when we first started. And she was like, I want to see that. So I found it for her. I pulled it out. Like she took it from me a couple weeks ago. And I'm so excited to see what she does. And the more I talked to her, it felt like I was getting her kind of excited too. Because she was said to me, she goes, you know, Mark said that I could probably sell this stuff on Etsy. And I'm like, um, you have no idea. Like if you get into this and you want to start making a little like, like making some money on the side, I'm like, yeah, Etsy, eBay. Like, so I have this woman on eBay. She and I have been working together for years, right? Um, she... I think it's so funny that you have an eBay connection. <laughs> I have a lady in Texas. She's so cute. I, have to, I actually have two women that I work with. So one of them um, is in Texas, right? And she makes me clothes. So for example, I wanted Patriots shorts for Ken because he was going to be going to a barbecue. And Wow. So she made me Celtics and uh, Patriots, uh, like a man's like an apron, like for grilling and shorts yeah. and like pajama bottoms. And um, she, I can message her through eBay, but I can mess, I actually have her email at this point because we can go back and forth a while, but I can message her and just be like, hey, can you make me a blah, blah, blah? And she's like, yeah, no problem. But I have this other lady who makes like stuff. Okay, so this is my lady. I'm so excited for this. Okay, hang on. Can you see that? What is that? I can't even. All right, hang on, hang on. This, I can't read hang it. On. This can't one's read better. It. She's more easily read. Oh, is that? Oh my God, there's a pregnancy it test. Sure is. And check this out. Check this out. This is so great. So if you can think of it, if you can think of it, you can buy it. All right, hang on. Let me just open this. I have to use my tweezers. Oh my God. I have to say that while you're doing this, Lisa Lang can make bank on those Barbie face masks alone because people are trying to get their kids to wear masks. Oh my God. And there's a real pregnancy test inside. pregnant. He's pregnant. Aww. Yeah, you're. She's gonna have three kids. She's got. She already has, has two kids. Custody of those, that, that, those two sisters. I don't know. Um, you are absolutely hundred percent correct. Lisa Lane could be making bank on a lot of stuff because. Yeah. She started making like like American Girl doll sized masks and being like, "Oh look, Willow from Washington wears it. her mask, honey." You know, like yeah. yeah. That's how my sister-in-law got her niece to wear a mask is they made a mask for her Elsa doll. And um, she was like, oh, well, if my Elsa doll wears it, I'll wear it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I told Lisa, I gave her a ton of material a couple weeks ago and I said, make me X, Y, and Z and then use the rest of this to make other stuff, get it on Etsy and make yourself some money because yeah, world where you can make... Like, you have no idea. As with any world, right? Like, as, as with any scene, when you start to do mm-hmm. a deep dive, you're like, well, shit. Like, I didn't know. It was I didn't know about deep. this at all. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, so that's the... So with your Instagram, are you going to plan to, like, set up, like, little scenes and, like, take pictures? Is that what the plan is? So, so I, I really wanted to do, because I wanted... Uh, I was having a lot, like a really hard time trying to figure out like how what I kind of wanted the theme of my Instagram to be because some of these Instagrams are so stupid like they'll just be like Barbie standing there in a nice outfit I'm like who cares about that like I want to see like you know some nitty gritty Barbie shit so 
Um, yeah. Mine is going to be, she's, so the theme is that she's a townie. She's from Boston. She's a townie. Oh. Okay. So it's called Barbie Townie. Ooh. Yes, I know. Okay. She's, okay. She's all kinds of things. She's funny and she's smart. She's very well educated and she has a really important job, but she's also a punk. And she it does gross things, like, and just uh, lives her life. So there's going to be, oh, like, all kinds of stuff. So one, maybe one day you'll see her at the office being totally professional, but maybe that night she's doing coke at Coogan's with her girlfriends. I don't know. I, it's not for me to say. I want to see her. I want to see her at the tattoo parlor. <laughs> I, you know? yeah, yes. That's actually a really good idea that I'm going to write down right now. So, <laughs> but yeah, like, I... I think it's just, I'm just doing it to have some fun. Um, I just realized, you know what brought me back to it? I'm going to pull this up for you. When the kids were really little, we did the Elf on the Shelf stuff. And I did like a couple of scenes with my elf um, for them with the Barbies. And that got me way back into like Barbie. So I would pull stuff out and be like, oh, here's Elfie doing blah, blah, blah. So I'll show you. Okay, I don't know if you are familiar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Iconic scene from Sixteen Candles at the end. Yeah, with Samantha. But you see that dress. Yes. My friend David, his sister, is an actual seamstress, and I was like, you know, the dress from Sixteen Candles, and she was like, yeah, and I'm like, make me that dress, and she did. Wow. Red hair, and that that um that furniture again it's tough to see but you can see in the corner over here there's a right there that was that cindy doll furniture that i was talking about where oh the competitors yeah it was not pink it was you know we looked very beautiful and handcrafted and anyway so i that's kind of what got me back into it because i was like oh shit i can play with my barbies under the guise of do setting up the elf on the shelf you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. So I think that might have been the retrigger if if I'm thinking correctly, but see what happens. So, but yeah, it actually sounds like a really fun project, and I think it's a like a creative outlet. Which I mean, at this point, like I think all comics are looking yeah. for a creative outlet. Yeah. Um, I'm actually excited. It sounds like a really I think it's fun thing. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fun. I have a few pick. I I set up my Instagram. I do have a few picks I want to throw up soon. Yeah, have like five or six done so I could just put them all up at once and then start adding to them. But yeah, I need to get on. I need to get moving with that. Um, that did, yeah. Soon, but anyway. So can I ask? Is there is there like a like a I don't know how to put this like a white whale like a Barbie that you have been like dying to try to get? There is this one. Um, her name she's called Pretty in Pink, and she's from okay. 1986. And anytime I see her, she's really expensive. So she's one of those rare few ones that that's yeah. some money. Um, I'd love to have her back. I, I had her as a kid and I did not respect her. And oh. it, her hair was cut off. There was a bob and then some sort of shaving thing. <laughs> so I would, I would like to have her back, but... I, I have a tough time justifying that type of money on a doll. Having yeah, said yeah. that, I did spend that on my Lily Pulitzer doll, but she sang to me in a certain special way. I don't know. Um, so no, I, I guess I guess I don't have a white whale, but I would love. I mean, I would die to have an original Malibu Stacy. Oh my god! Okay, like, that would be amazing. 
there's none that I'm like that I have to have before I die per se, but there are definitely a few I'd I'd I would very much enjoy having. Yeah. It it does amaze me how you can go on eBay and they are insane. Some of them are like re- insanely priced. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's that so that's what I'm saying. Like how you you have to like you have to justify if that much money is worth having it. And for some people it is. And for some people it's like, eh, maybe the price will come down or I'll like get a deal well, or something. Well, also too, again, it, 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 as I was saying, like you have to really hit it right in terms of these dolls that you're collecting because most of them, most of them are not going to be worth anything really. You know, that's right. why it's like, you know, if I had known that Pretty in Pink was going to be like 250 bucks, you know, and 30 years later, obviously I might have treated her a little better. You know what I mean? Like I probably wouldn't have been so aggressive. But, you know, obviously when you're, tw- you know, 10, 11, 12, you're not thinking like that. So there was no way for me to know. But for some reason, there is a renewed interest in all those 80s Barbies. You know mm-hmm. what it is. The one thing I would like to say, too, about Barbie that I do love is that I love that she has moved along with the times. Like, I, I think that's yeah. a very important aspect of her because, again, people are so quick to shit on Barbie and all this stuff. But, like, you know, now we see Barbies who have different size bodies and different hair and different skin tones and different um, ways of dressing. And, you know, I think that she, I think that Mattel has actually done, they're not stupid. You know, they know if they're going to tap into all kinds of markets. They have to pivot with the Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But they, they did that. And, and I'm glad they did that. And they remained, you know, Bratz gave them a run for their money when the Bratz dolls first came out because yes. they were kind of edgy yes. and punk. And they really yeah. gave Mattel a run for their money. And Mattel had to respond in kind and came out with these dolls that were like rocker Barbie. And I don't have any of those because those were lame. And it was clearly a response. And I was like, no. But like you, but there's, but they had to, they did have to pivot and they had to constantly kind of re- mm-hmm. say, okay, not everyone in the world is tall and blonde. So we're going to make this girl a little short, a little thicker through the hip. You know what I mean? And yeah. yeah. I, I I remember when it must have been the early two thousands when there was some like thing that came out that was like, well, if the real Barbie was yes. alive, she would be seven feet tall. And this <laughs> is absolutely ridiculous. And you're like, they just made a doll for kids. They didn't think to themselves like, hey, we wanna, you know, cause girls to have body image issues. It was, like I don't think that was the original that was thought. Never the intent. The original creator was making a doll for her daughter and was just like, here, she's here's a pretty girl. Like that was it. Bert was never yeah. initially meant to be held up as this, you know, standard of anything. Like that was the intent. Right. The intent was simply to create a small doll that could travel. And then people at some point along the way decided that Barbie was like this demon and was causing young girls to have eating disorders, which is just not, you know, appropriate. First off, it's a fucking doll. And secondly, it was, she was meant to provoke your imagination, not, not make you feel bad about yourself, you know? But, but having said yeah. that, I am glad that they have, you know, done this. Right, it's important that they have. And I will tell you, yeah. in terms of fostering an imagination, it very much did that with me. I mean, as I said, I could spend hours up in that room by myself, you know, creating these scenarios and having these families and these inter, you know, uh, re- interrelationship things. And like, I just created a whole world. But, but more importantly, what it did for me is 
I have this lifelong love of like design and fabric and books and this look and whatever. And, you know, I was never, I've never had my own home where in which I could be like, well, I'm going to redo this whole room, but I always had a Barbie room that I could redo. So I, for me, it really did give me a a beautiful imagination and I am very grateful for that. So. And I think a lot of girls and boys probably feel the same way. And I think Mattel has done, I mean, a really good job, especially in the last, you know, decade. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of, yeah. If you can think of a doll, she's out there. You know what I mean? And if you can think of, you know, uh, an ethnicity, she's out there. Like you, Barbie's speaking to everyone nowadays so it's a good thing i'll have to i'll have to send you a post there was some post i found recently of somebody that put all their barbies in like boxes and made them quarantine barbies. yes i saw that so good I mean, I yeah see things like that and i'm like oh my god i have got to get on the ball like because like people are doing this you know what i mean like i gotta get on gotta yeah get on. But like, I don't even know where you would find a Barbie pregnancy test. Like you, did you just have somebody make that? I just just contacted my eBay lady and I was like, listen, I need a pregnancy test. (laughs) I mean, I, if I, if I had the wherewithal, I could do this because honestly it's just paper. It's thick paper. So she printed this out online. She cut it and she formed it for me or for $4, I can just have her do it. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and and I'm living large now. I, I can spend the four dollars on a Barbie, you know, pregnancy test. Why not? You know, treat yourself. So, with your siblings, do any did any of them like get into Barbies? Nope. At, or did any of them give you a hard time about being into Barbies no, as a kid? No, they never gave me a hard time. But what would happen was, is I would go off to school. And my dad would be home with all of them, okay? And then I would come home and I would go up to, you know, up to the attic where I had been banished. And and I would go into the Barbie room or I'd see that the door was open and I would go see that it was very clear. Like everything was destroyed, right? Like they, they had obviously been in there. And I would go and I would say to my dad, like, you can't let them in that Barbie room. That's, you know, and he would get mad. He would just get mad at me because he was a very irrational man, like could never understood why, you know, the Barbie stuff was very sacred to me and why yeah. I didn't want a two and a three-year-old up there destroying everything. Um, again, another reason why I put everything away because I was like, fuck all of you. Like you're not you know fuck you you can't appreciate you, it it's going yeah. away and, and you know and I, I mean i would literally go in there after like having been at school all day or at you know at, just out and about or whatever come home and be like okay i can escape now i can hide i can be private i can do my thing and just the whole room destroyed and again we're not a massive yeah. room but this was the care like this was the the probably one of the few things that i cared about you know, truly. Mm-hmm. And I used to be in tears, like every time it happened. And it was like, so painful for me. And they, you know, and they're little kids, it's not for up to them to understand all they know is they got to go in their big sister's cool doll room. You know what I mean? It was up to my parents to enforce like, hey, this is off limits, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But parenting in the 70s and 80s was a lot different than it is now. So That's fair. Yeah. Well, I actually think that we have covered I don't even think we need to cover the other topic I was thinking of All right, because we really, do, I, I was, I'm like so excited <laughs> to have somebody that was like so excited about something. 
And you are so connected to it still, which is yeah. great. I love it. Yeah. I just love it. It's getting me all excited. I kind of want to go like go right now to my back porch and try to figure out about that. Like, I'm wondering if I can't fashion like a tattoo parlor. Like, I'm thinking like in my mind, what I'm seeing is like one of the girls like with the tattoo artist and like three of them all dressed like all slutted up and just like drunk and like, yeah, like I'm thinking yeah. I could make something really fun with that. that oh, yeah. So. Or I think it's so funny to be like, hey, here's a photo of her uh, doing her day job. And then like, hey, here's a photo of her like over the toilet, like yeah. drunk out of her mind, yeah. you know? That's exactly uh, right. Man. <laughs> so where will we be able to find this Instagram so it's, it's just called Barbie Townie. Um, okay. Let me just make sure I have this right. I, I just set it up the other day. Let's see. So it, yeah, Barbie Townie. Perfect. Barbie Townie. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna start soon. Uh, I think yeah. I mean I think I need to do that. Like a yeah. Days. <laughs> awesome! Yeah. It's very exciting. I'm pumped. Uh, Laura, I'm I'm so glad that you had a chance to come on the podcast and talk with me. This was really fun, and it was nice to see you again. Yeah, you too. Do you have Do you have any shows coming up or anything you want to promote? No, I really don't. I have like a private backyard thing that I'm, it's probably going to be the last thing I do in terms of comedy for a while because yeah, I yeah, I'm not I really don't. I I'm afraid to do anything indoors. I just don't think it's safe. And uh, you know, we're going to start to head into the fall, so I think think stand up for me is going to be on hiatus until further notice. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's how Unfortunately, I, feel too. I think we've got to be safe. I'm not willing to die for comedy. Nope. Yeah, nope. nope. So anyway, but no. So nothing going on. Just stay tuned well, for Barbie Townie on Instagram. Stay tuned for Barbie Townie. <laughs> well, you guys have been listening to another episode of the Gimme Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, wherever you found us. Uh, please like, subscribe, and give us a five star review. Thanks so much. See you guys next week.